1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive. by. I am so excited about today's show. And you know, for me, I, I love doing what I'm doing. And I get to talk with some of the most amazing people, people that have really decided to take their message, to take what they are about out into the world, and to do it in such a very, very powerful, enlightening, and at some levels, challenging ways, because What happens with this is that it requires each and every one of us to ask ourselves sometimes some of the most challenging questions that we face in our lives, and at the same time, some of the most freeing questions. And today, I am honored to be uh, bringing you um, this conversation with Dr. Anadeya Judith. And I want to just say this. If you have a pen and you have a piece of paper in front of you, you're going to want to write a few things down. If you don't... Take a few minutes to go and get a a pen and paper, because the the bare bare bones, you're going to want to take down the website. The book that we're going to be talking about is her book, Waking the Global Heart, Humanity's Rite of Passage, From the Love of Power to the Power of Love. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Judith. She is considered one of the country's foremost experts on the combination of chakras and therapeutic issues. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means and about the chakra system. But more importantly, I want to mention to you that her work uh, goes beyond what you read in the book. If you get t- tapped into her energy, you will see that Waking the Global Heart is a book that really will tap into the very fabric of what we bring into our cell energy every day. It asks some of the very tough questions, in my opinion, and some of the very enlightening It presents some of the very enlightening facts about our civilization and about what happens in our consciousness and our mind. And so for those of you that are listening to this, you're going to hear a lot about what this means to wake the global heart, what it means for the earth, and what it means for each of us. Dr. Judith holds a doctorate in health and human services and a master's in clinical psychology. Um, She, of course, has has several best-selling books on the chakra system and has been a leader in the field of transpersonal psychology. And you all know that we have had many, many conversations about how you can break through and live life full out and still honor the dignity of the human spirit. Dr. Anodea Judith is all about that. Thank you so much for joining this, this show today, Dr. Judith. Oh, it's my delight. Once me come right out of the gate and ask you a question that I've asked just about everyone that I, I've ever had a conversation with on air, And, you know, I just briefly and briefly touched on all of the amazing things that you're doing. And given your journey, given this book, given uh, the work that you do with individuals, I've got to ask you the question that came to me from my listeners. What are, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Hmm. Well, my journey's been a long one, and I have had, oh,
0: certainly health problems to deal with. I raised four children, plus tried to have a career. I've tried to balance uh, being in the heart, which is what this book is about, with having enough time to myself to actually get a book written. <laughs> um, and I've also had the challenge of being a female voice in this culture of male voices and often had a hard time being heard in that cacophony of male voices with, because of what I speak of is a different way. And people are so inured to the way they're used to listening to things that uh, I think it's been a challenge for me to say, wait, 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 there's another way. Let's turn the jewel and look at it from this angle and we can see a, a, a whole other truth here. So I've always represented that truth that's been hidden from the mainstream, trying to bring it forth into public
1: eye. Well, and I want to congratulate you and and quite honestly, I want to thank you for doing that because it is through the voice and the example that you are setting that so many people can really muster up the courage can you know, move beyond their fears, move beyond their limitations and really claim the very powerful voices that reside inside of themselves. And what I want to do is, uh, you know, talk with you about the book. But weave into the story, weave into this show, the invitations that you would like to present for the thousands of people that will listen to this broadcast. We'll do that right after this short break when we come back. And I want to invite everyone out there to open your heart, open your heart, let your soul fill with joy, filled with excitement, and filled with the questions. Because with us today is best-selling author and truly leader in the field of human potential, Dr. Anadaya Judith. And we're right here on Healthy Life Radio. And be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Boy, this is a great, great show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by. My very special guest today is Dr. Amadea Judith, and we're talking about, um, of course, her fabulous book, Waking the Global Heart, Humanity's Rite of Passage, From the Love of Power to the Power of Love. You know, Dr. Judith, thank you so much for joining the show today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us and to share your perspective and your light with so many listeners. Thank you. It's really my my life calling. Well, let's get to the book. I mean, there there are a number of things that I, I want to talk with you about, but I really want to go right to the title. Uh, because, for me, I've had many conversations with many people around the word power. Mm-hmm. And right here out of the gate, you're really putting it on the table, looking at humanity's rite of passage from the love of power to the power of love. You know, would you please explain or share your thinking on the message that you hope to achieve, the message that you hope to present through this book and through the title
0: Yes, that title reflects that I see a huge worldwide shift in consciousness from an organizing principle that has been here for the last 5,000 years where we are organized by power in a parent-child model where there's somebody up on top that tells everybody else what to do to a new organizing principle based on love. And by that I mean based on relationships, networks, collaboration, generosity, Um, co-creation, and that this is a new organizing principle that frees up energy preciously squandered in, um, you know, wars and competition that can be used to solve
1: all our problems in this world when we just change the organizing principle. Okay. Uh, So this book then, and I just want to try to describe it for our listeners, Um, I love the journey that I... uh, I found myself taking in reading the book, I, I, I absolutely found myself in this mixture of being presented with some amazing factual, you know, facts, factual information, but yet the questions and the, the mystery of what you present is, it totally took me into another place, the world of possibility.
0: And
1: it, I just love it. So what I wanted to ask you is, in the beginning of the book, there's a statement that you make, and, and it says this. To come of age in the heart is to enter a rite of passage that transforms ego-centered self-interest into an embodied expression of love. And then you go on to say guilt, fear, or manipulation will never produce lasting evolutionary change. But what is inspired by love is fueled by nature, natural willingness, even excitement to serve a higher purpose. Let me ask you this question. You go on to say, yet too many of us have fallen out of love with the world. Does that mean, does that mean that we have fallen out of love with ourselves?
0: Well, I think we are part of the world, and I think we have fallen out of love with ourselves because I think the paradigm we're in looks at everything as an it, as an object. It looks at nature as an object to be exploited. It looks at people as objects to move around and get something out of. We even treat our bodies as an object. And we can't fall in love with an it. We can only fall in love with a sentient uh, field of consciousness or a sentient being. And so because we've been removed from the natural world and from a world of joy and celebration and ease and comfort and safety, we've moved so far away from that kind of world that we have fallen out of love with the world and we're moving through it mechanically. And that is, you know, something that's an It's mechanical but something that's alive is not an it, but a thou, a sentient being. So, so when we regard ourselves as, you know, worthwhile hmm. and essential to the whole change that's happening, as essential to the future, we take better care of ourselves. In, in a sense, we're restoring the sacred.
1: Restoring the sacred is, is something that, you know, we talk a lot about on this show and, of course, on my other radio shows, Uh, And yet um, I've come into contact with people that believe at some level that this is just, well, what do I want to say, just a little bit more lip service. And so, you know, as I listen to both sides and really struggle with trying to find my own path of where I am, how do we present to the world, how do we present to the world this idea of going through, as you would say, perhaps a global detox? and yet at the same time ensure people that hope could be at the end of the rainbow. Well, that's the essence that I
0: wanted to get across in the book, that hope is coming, because I think that this global detox is going to come whether we want it to or not. I think that people encounter it individually as they might get diagnosed with a chronic illness and they have to change their diet or they have to change the way they live or they have some kind of, you know, unfortunate Thing that happens to them in their life that takes them through kind of a journey to the underworld and yet they transform and wake up to something higher. So I think that nature itself is going to drive us into this global detox and that will be a rite of passage where collectively and individually we make important changes in our lives that open us to something greater. And, you know, like I say about falling in love, we serve what we love from a place of will, not because anyone tells us to. You know, when you have a child, you get up in the middle of the night to change their diaper uh, just because you do. And you, you take care of that child and you provide for that child and you spend a good part of your income supporting that child because of love. Not because someone's holding a gun to your head and saying, you have to do this. We do this out of love.
1: You know, I, I want to just mention to everyone here that if you're just tuning in, I, I want to say that um, I've got in front of me an amazing book. The book is Waking the Global Heart, Humanity's Rite of Passage from the Love of Power to the, to the Power of Love. And I'm speaking today with Dr. Annadea Judith, who is a prophet for our time. She is a best-selling author of Wheels of Life and Eastern uh, uh, Body, Western Mind, and numerous, numerous other books. And I want to make sure that everyone out there uh, knows how to find out more about the book. And and really simple, www.wakingtheglobalheart.com. And also, uh, uh, Dr. Judith, there there are a number of ways that people can get connected with you. Can they do it through that website, or is there another way They can do it through that website. There's
0: a place on the website, if you go to about the author, you can find a place to email me. And I also have a second website uh, for all my previous works, which is Sacred Centers.
1: Centers plural sacred centers uh, and it's a fabulous website. You know, I want I, I want to just go over a few things with you uh, in terms of the writing of the book. What was this like to write a book like this? I mean, what well, it was your took me journey? a very very long time, mm. and
0: this book was a gleam in my eye 20 years ago when I first published Wheels of Life, and it was the last chapter in the book called Chakras and Evolution. And at that time, I saw the pattern of um, the chakras laid out on history where, you know, our infancy was in the primal mother and then we traveled across the land and that was chakra two and then we entered the age of power, which we're still in, chakra three. And I could see then that we were coming of age in the heart. And uh, so 20 years I've been thinking about these things and actively working on the manuscript for 10 years. Um, But when I looked at the culture being in its adolescence, Saw that it was really quite a dysfunctional culture from a dysfunctional family where the mother had been lost so long ago and had been raised by the father and no one was allowed to talk about the mother. And there'd been, you know, 5,000 years of wars where basically everybody beat up on each other. I knew that this teenager that is our Western civilization was now running around with nuclear weapons, driving the planet under the influence, and uh, that, you know, I really had to get this done and get a new paradigm out there and help put some healing into the culture uh, in time so that we can come to our adulthood and harness the tremendous power that we have, but to use it with maturity.
1: That is really the challenge for us right now, isn't it? It is. And in I mean, that way, I look at this book as putting the culture on the couch. Thank
0: you. <laughs> and from my perspective as a, of a psychotherapist, which is the lens through which I, I, I work... Um, I was looking at this culture saying, well, you know, if it's drunk and out of shape and, you know, economically, you know, collapsing and driving the car under the influence, then, you know, that needs healing. And what would I do if this culture came into my office? Well, I would say, who was your mother? Who was your father? How did they raise you? I would get that client's history. And in getting their history, I would come to know why they made the decisions they make today and why they're in crisis. And begin to do healing on that. So that's what I've done in the book. Basically, gone back through our collective history and looked at the fact that we lost our mother when we were the culture was only two years old, and we forgot all about her. And you know, um, these are big wounds that we are operating
1: out of. And these are not these are not wounds that that go away easily. I mean, we're talking about actually trauma in some sense, in the, in the trauma of the men in our souls. And that's the sense I get from the book. Am I correct? Yes, you are. And it's really to realize by the power model, by the dominator
0: model, by wars. And we've, we've been terrorized into obedience to certain behavior. One aspect of it is the behavior becomes numbed. We don't feel anymore. We don't think anymore. We just act mechanically. And the other aspect of that behavior is that when it breaks out of that, it acts out and dominates others. And so we need to get out of that paradigm, both sides, both the powerlessness of it and the power over quality of it, both of those are aspects of the power paradigm that we need to outgrow into a new paradigm that is collaboration and co-creation and communication that
1: brings us into the heart. It it is about the heart, and and, and this is what we're going to talk about as we continue this progressive conversation right here on the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to mention that uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm here with uh, Dr. Anadaya Judith, and the book that we're talking about is her latest book, which is a fabulous book. I recommend it for everyone that is committed to being the change they want to see in the world. And so the book is Waking the Global Heart. Um, we are talking about many, many things. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back from the break, one of the things that we're going to really explore is the, what has been presented to me, the three questions. The three questions presented, who are we, where did we come from, and where are we going? I think the fourth question that I'd like to, to, to explore with you, uh, Anadea, and that is, given all of this, How can we love ourselves as we go through the exploration of this? That's a great question. Well, and I'm talking to a fabulous person. I've been waiting to have this conversation with you to present this and have a dialogue about it. I want to mention to everyone we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, more with Dr. Anadeya Judith, the book Waking the Global Heart, Humanity's Right of Passage from the Love of Power to the Power of Love, and truly for me, This is an invitation. It's an invitation for us to move from contemplation to action. And this book will absolutely help you do that. Stay tuned. We'll take a short break, and we come back more with this fabulous conversation. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. You're here on The Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned. Why do you exist? What is the purpose of Earth? Do the stars really hold the answer
0: to your spiritual path? These questions and more are revealed through a private astrological consultation with spiritual astrologer Martin Montez. For an in-depth and empowering interpretation of your birth chart outlining your spiritual path, visit CosmicCuisine.com. That's CosmicCuisine.com. And let Martin Montez give you the answers.
1: Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The inquiring mind is your partner.
0: Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents Aces. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spending 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute. Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success.
1: Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at one 461 6463 When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. And I am here with Dr. Anadaya Judith, and we're talking about many things, but of course, we're talking about her latest book, *Waking the Global Heart: Humanity's Rite of Passage from the Love of Power to the Power of Love*. Annadea, thank you so much for joining the show today. I'm delighted to be here. I started to talk a little bit about the questions: Who are we? Where did we come from? Where are we going? And you know, just generally putting it on the table: How do we honor the dignity of the human spirit? How do we honor ourselves in the process? And you reminded me that we had an open question uh, before the earlier break. So let's have this segment be about the macro and the micro, about integrating it all of our higher purpose. Is that basically the, the key message of this book? Yes, it is. And it's,
0: you know, the, the age of power was based on a hierarchy where there was a big man on top and he told other people what to do and they told other people what to do and the society was based on slaves. And we're still in that model, even though we have technically abolished slavery, we're still using the same old model. And um, in in the new model, the heart-based model, it's holarchy instead. And what holarchy refers to is the way that a cell is part of an organ, and an organ is part of a body, and a body is part of a family, and a family is part of a community, and a community is part of a larger world. And so when we look at the micro and the macro, or the micro and the global, that micro part needs to be exactly what it is. Another way you can look at this is instruments in an orchestra. You have a violin and a flute and horns and drums. And each one needs to be exactly what they are. The flute needs to sound like a flute, and the cello needs to sound like a cello. But by themselves, they aren't very much. But when put together, where they are allowed to be themselves and yet they come together in a coordination towards a higher purpose, then you have a symphony. And so the global level is looking at each of each person and taking them to be truly what they were created to be and seeing how that that they are created to be is the perfect thing to serve the whole. In other words, the flute needs to be a flute. It's the perfect instrument to play that part in the orchestra. So that's the way that the micro and the global or the personal and the global relate. As we heal ourselves, as we evolve ourselves to our highest calling, we will find that what we were created for was to help this global awakening come about.
1: And I I get the sense from just listening to you and from the book that we have got to wake up really, you know, like yesterday. Yes. I mean, this is not... You and I were having this great conversation. Maybe someday we'll have coffee together, and there we have this book. This is not what this conversation is about, and I don't want the listeners to get a sense from me that or, or from you that this is some uh, generalized philosophical conversation. I get the sense that the purpose and the passion behind what you've done is really a call to action, and now it is. And
0: it says that we are undergoing an initiation, and an initiation says, "Wake up! There is, you know, even an in indigenous indigenous um, rites of passage. The initiate was forced with a with a challenge: transform or die. And that if they didn't really take on the challenges that were before them as part of the initiation, they didn't make it through to the other side. And I think the same thing is true of humanity right now: that we are being initiated by such issues as global warming and terrorism and you know, environmental destruction and social injustice, that these things are initiating us to say, wake up to make another world. And if we do not wake up, if we do not take on the challenge and enter the initiation, we may not make it to the other side. So this is a grand call to action and saying, the initiation is going to capture you. It's going to take us all into a place where it is forcing us to change. And,
1: and that I like change it will be a good thing. It, yes, and what I like about what you're saying, and, and especially you know what you point out in the book, I mean there are a lot of things out there right now, and I think that you've been um, you've experienced them. Uh, a lot of a call for action, but based on fear, so it's really driving the fear level up to take action. Yeah. and so we have fear around not taking action, and yeah. you know really the fear level where it's encouraging people to not do anything, and then there's fear that's encouraging us to do something. But this book is not about look. Let me scare you to death. You're calling for a higher order of action. Could you please explain that?
0: Yes. Well, as I say, fear, guilt, and manipulation will never make lasting change. Fear is a very primitive state of emotion, so we don't think clearly when we're afraid. And, in fact, people are very easy easy to manipulate when they're afraid. So fear is a good manipulator, but it doesn't make lasting change because it doesn't make mature individuals. And so... What I feel instead is that we need a future vision to call us forth, instead of hearing how bad and awful it is all the time, which we need to know in order to wake up, but that's not what we need to dwell in. We need to say, well, where are we going? What are we creating? And let that creation call us forth.